Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. And in this episode of God Talk, I want to challenge you with the question, do you see Jesus through the eyes of Satan? Now, it seems like a strange question, doesn't it? Seeing Jesus through the eyes of Satan. But I think that's how many of us see Jesus. Now, how can that be? Well, because we're told that this world belongs to Satan. And when we see God, when we see his son Jesus Christ through the eyes of this world, then we're seeing it not as God really is, but we're literally seeing God through the eyes of Satan and the influence of Satan. And so we're told in Scripture, throughout Scripture, in a variety of places, slightly different one way versus other, but it's a theme that can be found probably a dozen different places in Scripture. And you've probably heard it before, but we're to be in the world, but we're not to be of the world. And what that really means is that we have no choice but to be in this world because, well, that's where we're living until we die and God takes us to be with him in heaven. But we're not to be of the world because, once again, the world belongs to Satan, um, the prince of darkness, and it's corrupt and it's evil. And when we become of the world, then that affects not only who we are, but affects how we see God himself. And so a great example of this is, honestly, the world impacts how we see right and wrong, um, even the way we think, and even the way that we speak. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many Christians I hear all the time say, oh my God, this, or oh my God, that. Well, when we're looking at God through the eyes of Satan, uh, it's not a big deal to say, oh my God. It's just a figure of speech. But when we see God through who God is, we're told that God is holy and that his name is holy, that we're not to take his name in vain, that God will not hold anyone guiltless or blameless who does misuse his name. And I've talked about this before, like the the Jews took such great care to not misuse God's name that like there, there were no vowels in God's name so that it could not be pronounced uh, because they didn't want to use it incorrectly or, or say it wrongly. They, they took great care so that they would not misuse his name. Um, I, I, you know, you'll hear people say things like, holy crap. I, I just heard someone say that the other day. And I have to admit, as a kid, like I grew up and heard that and said that all the time. Um, but somewhere along the line in my faith development, I realized that crap cannot be holy. Uh, so I've not said that for uh, many, 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 many years. But I heard someone say that the other day, and I'm like, so uh, holy crap, huh? Can crap be holy? Because it, it can't. Now, it's just a figure of speech. And so it's not a big deal when you look at it through the eyes of, of the world. But when you think of who is holy and who only is holy, that's God. I don't think we want to make the association between God and crap. Um, I, I, growing up in Western New York, a relative of mine would always say, holy smokes. Now, that, that's a whole lot better than saying, you know, holy crap. 
but once again, can smokes, I mean, is that, re- I'm not sure if that's referring to cigarettes or exactly what that's referring to, but uh, once again, I'm pretty sure those cannot be holy either. So we probably shouldn't attach anything to holy um, other than, you know, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So once again, this is how it's a difference being being in the world and being affected in of the world. And a good example of, of one who lived in the world but was not of the world is obviously Jesus Christ um, because he did not allow the world uh, to impact how he saw himself or how he understood his father in heaven. Now, you can think about just his interactions with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. There was a great amount of pressure for Jesus to conform to the religious establishment. If you claim to be the Son of God, if you claim to be this this prophet, then why would you be rejecting how we understand and see God? And, and there, there had been a great amount of pressure to conform, but Jesus didn't. In fact, when he taught, he would say things like, you have heard it said, like this is what people teach, but I tell you. And so Jesus, we're told, taught as one with authority. Why? Because he he didn't succumb to to the teachings of the church of his day. He, he was in the world, but he was not of the world. The same thing took place when Jesus was preparing to die. Uh, the Jews expected their Messiah to be a political Messiah. So when they're lining the streets of Jerusalem as Jesus is, has his triumphant entry and is, is entering Jerusalem, you know, they're, they're, they're all shouting, Hosanna, uh, son of David, Hosanna in the highest. And, and they're singing praises to Jesus. They're laying down uh, palm branches and coats for his donkey to, to ride on as he comes in. And because they're expecting that this is a, a political leader. This is our Messiah, not who's going to deliver us from our sin, but it's our Messiah who's going to deliver us from Roman tyranny that is going to restore the, uh, the the kingdom of his father, David, and will, you know, will free us from the hands of our oppressors type thing. Um, maybe that was a temptation for Jesus. I, I don't really think it probably was because he, he went through all those temptations with Satan and, and, and stood up to it. But but the pressure would have been there in the same way that there's pressure to conform to the religious establishment, uh, and Jesus did not conform to it. Neither did Jesus conform to the will of the people who wanted to see him as uh, one who just kind of kicked political butt and, uh, and took names. And so Jesus was in the world, but he was not of the world. Well, the same has to be true for us. Uh, as Jesus did not allow the world to define how he saw his father and, and really how he saw himself, we can't allow the world to define um, how we see the father and how we see ourselves. And really the only way that we can do that is by, because we're in the world, is we have to be careful to not be of the world. And the reality is, is, uh, we do allow the world to define how we see God. Um, you, you can think of like even how something like politics um, influences how we see Jesus. On the left, they would say, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with changing one's gender because their view of God, if they are religious, is that, you know, God just wants people to be comfortable in their own body. That That's their view of God. That's their view of Jesus. But that's not 
the God and the Jesus of the Bible, they, they allow their political view uh, to really define how they see God and Jesus, once again, if, if they do believe. But it's not just the left that does that. On the right, we allow our political views to to affect how we see Jesus as well. Um, maybe it comes to capital punishment. And, you know, people that are on the right that are either pro-capital punishment or pro-guns, like they, they are certain that if Jesus walked this earth, he would be for the death penalty. Um, and I'm not sure we can say that. I'm not sure we can't. But I know we can't definitely say that because Jesus said with the woman who was uh, caught in the act of adultery and they were about to stone her, he said, "He's he who's without sin casts the first stone. So I don't know that we can definitely say Jesus would be pro-death penalty. Um, and I don't know that we could say Jesus would definitely be pro-gun rights because Jesus said, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. But as Christians, that that's how we see Jesus because our political views affect how we see Jesus. Once again, because we're in the world, um, we become of the world, and that affects how we see Jesus. And you know what? It, it also works that way socially um, because you have all these churches that are teaching about this feel-good Jesus. And you know, God loves you and accepts you just as you are. Listen, all these huge churches, that's the message that they sell. Like, you don't need to repent. Um, you know, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, you know, God loves all. He, he accepts you just as you are. Uh, he, you know, you're, you're, you're a, you're a child of God. You're a king of the almighty. You're, you know, you're, 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 you know, queen, you're, you're this, that, you know, we're, we're royalty because of who we are in Christ Jesus. It's, it's all this like feel good Jesus stuff. And so like socially we, you know, we accept all this kind of deviant behavior because we've lost the concept of sin. We've lost the concept of repentance, that that, that there is right and wrong. And, and without a recognition of sin, uh, you don't repent. But I'm here to tell you, if you don't repent, there's not forgiveness. And if you're not repenting and there's not forgiveness, like another reality we like to deny in the church today is hell. And that's where we're going, right? And so we have all of this culture that affects how we see God. It's how we it affects how we see His Son Jesus Christ, and it's also how we allow the world to see us as Christians, and we become very uncomfortable with it. Like the world considers Christians being intolerant, and we become sensitive to that in the, in the church. So that's why we come up with this like feel good Jesus, so that it doesn't appear that we are intolerant and we don't want to come across as being intolerant because you know the bible says judge not lest you be judged so i don't want to be intolerant and, and we become you know nervous about that we, we're, we're called bigots we're called prudes uh you know you, you can't even talk about male like leadership uh in the home or outside of the home you're misogynistic we're called radicals and and, and we get called all of these names because well, the world knows that they can kind of shout us down. They, they can make us feel uncomfortable in our own skin. Like somehow, like we, we are bad people, even though all we're doing is, is following the word of God. And so this is when the Bible says that we're to be in the world, but not of the world. Being of the world affects not only how we see God, and it makes us see him incorrectly, but really how we see ourselves as Christians to the point that we begin to apologize for 
what we believe and what the Bible says. And, and, and ultimately, we change our views to conform to the world. Which gets me back to my original point. The world belongs to the enemy. And when we see God, and when we see ourselves through the eyes of the world, we're seeing ourselves through the eyes of the enemy, of Satan. And I'm here to tell you, like, you cannot see an accurate view of God if you're looking through Satan's eyes. Because Satan doesn't look at God accurately. But this world is is governed by the prince of this darkness. And so we need to guard ourselves against, against how we see God and how we see ourselves. And we can't allow the world or our friends or culture or politics or the media or any of those things, these outside factors affect how we see both God and ourselves. We can only get that accurate view by reading God's word because it's in reading God's word that then we know truth. And it's only in knowing that truth that we truly know who God is and we can truly know who we are in him. I uh, I know things are getting crazy as we're just now a uh, 10 days or so before Christmas, but I wish you God's blessings as you make those preparations. Keep your hearts and minds focused on the true meaning of the season. And don't allow the world to affect how you see Christmas, how you see God, and how you see yourself. Um, see it through the eyes of God's word and his son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week.